My name is Ella Meekin, and thank you for joining me in my podcast series, What's Cooking? Today, I'm going to be talking about food, and more specifically, about how COVID has changed the way food is in our homes since the pandemic. Last episode, we talked about the supply chain and food insecurity, and now we're going to talk about what food means to us, how we get food, and overall patterns of food that we've been seeing over the past few months. Few months? I think it's been nine months. Anyway, I know for me since lockdown, I've been filling most of my time with either cooking or eating. Let's talk about how much food has changed at home. I think the first thing I noticed about spending all of my time at home was how much time I spent doing absolutely nothing. And like a lot of other people, I'm sure the boredom got to them. And, you know, people can only go on so many walks a day. And I'll admit, I'm a pretty social person. And being alone most of the time was really hard at the beginning. And I realized one of my main social activities actually was eating. I love finding new fun restaurants. And I love bringing my friends to those places. And since I couldn't do that anymore, I really started to look at food differently. So of course I followed all the trends. Yes, I am partially responsible for the yeast and the chocolate chip shortages of April. I am truly sorry, but instead of moping around, I started cooking and baking way more. And it was a good opportunity to practice and learn new skills, which was really fun. So since I had all the time and no one in my house was complaining about someone else making all their meals, I kind of turned to the one in the house responsible for feeding everybody all the time. And I really, really like it. I would spend time looking at recipes and finding new fun things to make and it really turned into a creative outlet for me for a really long time. I still do it today. And we all know how important it is to keep busy And this way, I'm doing that and also feeding the people that I love. And I know not everyone has had this experience, but I know that food can be a difficult subject for some people. And I know that even when I would put a lot of effort into creating new things, it only takes up so much time and I would pretty much just like snack all the time. And I still do it and I'm okay with that, but it's a really hard time for everyone and we're worried about our health and the people that we love and the future of the economy and it's a lot to handle. And as a non-professional, I'll just say that don't feel bad about your coping mechanisms. The world won't always be like this. So do what makes you feel good. Go have a snack. I do wanna talk a bit more about trends because I feel like I spent so much time on the internet looking for new things to make and it took so much for me not to give in to the trends, but I couldn't help notice all the things that other people were making. So yes, I went through all of the phases. Remember the whipped coffee? 
I don't even drink coffee, and I made that all the time. Uh, I made the bread, so much bread, banana bread, pumpkin bread, loaves. That's all the bread I can name right now, but there was a lot of it. My sister even set up a bar in my kitchen so that I could quote-unquote order my first legal drink because all the bars were closed. I think that we're all really susceptible to trends, and I thought that I'd look up the weird consumer trends that started in lockdown. Not all of these are food, but we all know that the panic buying at the grocery stores made things go out of stock, and we couldn't really eat all the same things. Anyway, so come along on this tangent with me. Uh, the number one thing that went out of stock was cleaning supplies, obviously. Um, and as we've learned, we don't eat these things. Please don't eat these. Please. This is another thing that's changed at home with food. You gotta, like, wash your groceries or do a mini quarantine. And at least that's what I've been doing. It's very odd. Other things that sold out really quickly were hair dye, desks, good office chairs, and computers. So I'm actually, I kind of feel attached because I actually bought all of these things. I went ginger, I bought a new desk for school, I'm sitting on a lovely new chair right now, looking at my computer screen reading this script. So again, I gave in to the trends. I was the typical consumer. Oops. People have actually studied the change in consumer habits during the pandemic, and the studies talk about how people panic or overbuy or hoard things, like we talked about in last episode, and that causes problems in the supply chain, and that causes more shortages and more panic and more buying, and it's just a mess. And thank God that time is over. I think, I think that time is over. Let's just hope it is. Another big change has been how a lot of things have moved to online sales. I know for me, I never go to the grocery store. I order everything online and I go and pick it up. And when this is all over, I think it's gonna be weird to do regular things like shop again. I'm not looking forward to that. And since everything's online, we can actually better control how much food we get. And it's ended up making a huge difference in the amount of food waste produced. So that's becoming a very popular idea lately, and more and more people are becoming way more conscious of their food waste. And now that COVID has forced us inside, people are way more involved in their decisions about what they are throwing away. In fact, the amount of money spent online for food has tripled. It's now a $7 billion industry. That's pretty crazy. 
There was a survey that also suggested that people were more inclined to throw out food because they thought it was contaminated with COVID. I really hope this was just an early COVID panic phase. Please don't throw out your food. Wash it or leave it for a few days if you're worried. Remember last episode about food insecurity? Don't throw away good food. Thanks. During the pandemic, people have become more and more worried about these essentials rather than the more luxury things. This also makes sense because people are looking for the things that they can buy locally just because they don't want to go far, which is great for keeping those small businesses alive during this time. Something to come out of this that will likely stay is that people will continue to focus on buying local and that's a really great thing that can come out of this pandemic food-wise. Um, with being conscious of food waste, there's a bunch of other things that we are doing and it's actually changing our consumer behavior. So people are actually thinking way more about how they buy their food and people are shopping more health consciously, more sustainably, more cost effectively, more locally, for more trusted brands, and they're actually shopping less and buying more for other people. Lots of these things, if they can stay, will actually make a really, really positive impact on the food industry, I think, and in our lives. One of my favorite things to do recently is every Sunday, I go for a walk and I stop at my local coffee shop and I pick up a drink and then I'll go for a walk around my neighborhood. So what I'm trying to get to is COVID has changed so many aspects of our lives and no, it's not fun to dwell on them and it's nicer to think, oh, when we get the vaccine and when we do this and this and this, life will go back to normal. But I think if we don't look back on it and see what we learned and see what we had to adapt and change and what we want to keep and what we did wrong and what we did right, I think that will help us move forward and expose a lot of problems we have. Now with COVID and food, everything is so connected. We need so many people and so many workers and so many employees in different areas all throughout the world to get one thing into our homes. Now that I've had to think about it, it's made me realize that I took a lot of it for granted and I want to be more aware of the things around me and I want to learn from them and I want to do better in the future. And I think if anything good can come out of this pandemic, it's that we come back stronger and better and smarter and we do things differently than we did before. Tying that back into food, there are things that we can do at home. There are things we can do right now and in the future. 
to keep small businesses opened and to keep the restaurants that we love up and running, if you're in a position, get takeout every week or go to a local coffee shop instead of a chain. Or if you do that a lot, change it up and cook yourself a nice home-cooked meal and share it with the people in your household. I think there are a lot of things we can do to kind of change up what we've been doing and during these past few months, or many months I should say, it can be easy to get stuck and just keep doing things the way we've always done them. So I challenge you to try and change up the things that we've been doing, whether it's with food or anything else in your life. I hope that it will start a conversation or even just think to yourself how things have changed for you food-wise at home. Not that anything has to change with what you're doing right now, just become conscious of the things that might change when the pandemic is over or things that have adapted and now we want to keep it after the pandemic. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I know I know these have involved a lot of topics, but I hope you learned about how we look at food in all stages and how we see it. And as always, go out and support your local businesses. Getting food from your favorite restaurants in your neighborhood is a fantastic way of keeping your neighborhood alive and well through this pandemic. So thank you again for joining me in these past three episodes of me ranting about food. I hope you had a great time. I know I did. Go have a snack.